right, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. All right, so we talk about over budget. This is new, but this is this is a different type of over budget because this isn't the government per se, right? No, this is the Legislative Assembly, and the Legislative Assembly is managed, quote marks around that, uh, by a committee of MLAs. Uh, each party has a representative on it. They meet periodically. And I was thumbing through the most recent financial reports uh, to that committee. And uh, good heavens, the Legislative Assembly has gone 40% over budget on its capital plan for the current year, uh, $2.3 million in the hole. And the Assembly is seeking a 30% increase in its budget for next year, 29 more million dollars atop the 100 million it already gets. And that's a record. Uh, all of this breezes through a meeting of that Legislative Assembly Management Committee, which leads me to wonder what the hell they're actually managing. The only objections, and there are objections, but they come from BC United, which of course doesn't have a majority on the committee, so it's all gone on. I uh, seriously, Sammy, uh, 2.3 million, 40% over budget on construction, and they want another $30 million for next year. Hmm. That's a lot. Now, is there a reason why they've gone that far well, over budget? You know, the interesting thing about the overrun on the capital plan is that nobody even asked any questions about it. <laughs> they just went, oh, yeah, okay, fine, thanks, move on. Um, near as I can determine, when, when I look out the window of my office, so you know, Simi, I share an office, uh, I share a building and a floor with Keith Baldry of Global and uh, Richard Zussman and so forth and Kylie, uh, and we look out our windows and we're looking at the back of the legislature buildings and there's a fire escape under construction there. And it has been under construction for months, Simi. And most days, nothing is happening there. There's another one around the other side of the back of the building. And they spend a whole lot of time building a new set of front steps at the building. So that's what they're building that's over budget. And they're $2.3 million over budget. So there are problems managing construction at the legislature. And they said, oh, there's supply chain problems and all that. But look, um, not so long ago, we had big fuss at the legislature, warranted, in my view, at some overspending by the then clerk and so forth. And we got to the bottom of it. The overspending there was in the thousands of dollars. We've now, I would say, Simi, uh, need uh, better accountability for how do you go that far over budget on the construction of two fire escapes? Yeah. As, as and, and, the re, and it, it undermines one con, one's confidence in what's coming next because the assembly is asking for $4 million as the down payment, they call it a placeholder, on a new IT system for the assembly. And they admit that is not what it's actually gonna cost they want a $4 million blank check up front, and they got it, in spite of the objections from BC United. Well, I go, you don't even have a plan. You don't have a bid. You don't have a contractor. You're asking for $4 million, and you admit that's probably not enough money. And I go, 
who's going to manage this thing? And why should I have any confidence in your ability to manage it, given what's happened on the construction of two fire escapes? Which, and yeah, course, it's the, and a set of stairs. Their bad luck is it, it's right in your yeah. line of view every day, yeah. right? So yeah, you no, can, I, there's no telling you true. otherwise. It's you funny, see it you know, every day. So. Yeah, Keith and I have sort of looked at it a few times and gone, gee, I wonder why it's taking so long to build that. And yesterday in the fine print of the report, I discovered how far over budget it has gone. It's $2.3 million as of the halfway point in the current year, because the numbers aren't up to date. So who knows where it's going to end up. And um, also, I don't trust yeah. any government when it comes to managing IT projects. That is uh, not something that governments yeah. have a history of doing well. Yeah, I mean, Todd Stone, who's the House leader for BC United, get, does protest at the committee meeting. And he was, he ran a software company before he got elected to the legislature. So he knows a little bit about what you just said. And he said, look, IT projects always go over budget. Why should we approve $4 million when we don't even have a contractor yet or a firm bid for the work? And I, and I think he's right. He, he tried to persuade the New Democrats to take that out of the budget request and the New Democrats wouldn't go for it. And irony of ironies, they were supported in that by BC Conservatives who were supposedly the Conservatives on this one. So I, I just go, the problem with the scandal five years ago was turning a blind eye to what goes on at the assembly. The parties hold each other's hands and they don't ask questions, don't ask nearly enough. And we had a speaker who blew the whistle on it. So it, we got to the bottom of it, but I'm looking at, here we go again. Um, Simi, they, <laughs> there's $4 million in this budget for next year to pay what amounts to severance for departing MLAs. So that's how rich the retraining and transition wow. money has got for MLAs. And it's based on the assumption that every election about a third of the MLAs retire or are retired by the voters. And so they take that and they multiply it by how much it costs and they come up with an estimate of $4 million, a payout following the October election. Um, one could go on. There's one item in there that I think is interesting, though I gotta tell you, I have an interest in this one. <laughs> they put $650,000 aside for a proper business plan for how to deal with the armory building. So the armory building is that red brick building that's older than the legislature and it's out behind the legislature and it's where my office is and it's also where the global office is. So uh, we work in there every day and we're always interested in how far along are they in replacing our building because we know we're going to get evicted when they do that. Uh, anyway, $650,000 just to do that, we've been told over the years that it would probably take hundreds of millions of dollars to replace that building because it's a heritage building, it's older than the legislature, and it's a pile of bricks waiting to fall down. So uh, that one, I'm going $650,000 for a business plan. I don't know whether I'm mm. sure you guys can keep this thing on budget either, given, as I say, Simi, that they're having trouble managing construction of a fire escape. Two of them, actually. Oh, boy. Now, I, I expect to hear constant updates now on the progress of this fire escape. Vaughn, just a final note on what we were just talking about there with the legislature and being over budget. Is there any way for that to be looked at? 
Well, it could be, I guess. I mean, the Auditor General has in the past uh, weighed in on this stuff. Uh, his office may not have the resources. Uh, I think the government would be well within its rights to ask the Treasury Board branch of the Ministry of Finance to just give it a once over, uh, maybe offer to lend the legislature some insight into how to manage major construction projects. I just think the amount of public money here, and it's legitimate to ask, why can't they manage this? Um, I, I should also mention, Simi, just for the listener, uh, particularly the listener looking for childcare, that the legislature is about to solve its problem regarding that. Uh, there is $1.7 million in the budget request for next year to construct on the grounds of the legislature a 37-space childcare center. Uh, first call on those spaces will be people who work at the legislature uh, who have childcare needs. Uh, however, they say if there's any spaces left over, they will be available to people in the neighborhood. I haven't priced the cost of childcare construction centers at the moment, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to find out if that's high. Um, $1.7 million, the new childcare center at the legislature won't be open until 2025. And don't be surprised if it ends up costing more than that. Yes, exactly. Another one for us to watch there. Although, you know, I applaud the idea, though. It's about time that they had yeah, a daycare yeah. center there uh, yeah. to help out people who work. Because there's a lot of young people who work in the legislature. That's right. Yeah. 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 And, and they say they don't think the MLAs will have that much uptake on it because uh, the House sits for about 18 weeks a year, some years less than that. And more often than not, MLAs, uh, childcare arrangements where there are children are in their home riding rather than at the legislature and they commute to the legislature. So you're right, Simi, it is mostly for staff that work at the buildings. And uh, I hope there are some spaces left over because I know here in the provincial capital, there is a need for childcare. Okay. I also wanted to ask you about vaccines. Why is the health minister talking about this again? Well, you know, we know we're in a triple-demic, as they say, uh, COVID-19, still around, flu, and RSV. And RSV um, is dangerous, um, it's more life-threatening and health-threatening than I think we realized, and there is a vaccine for it, and the government is saying get vaccinated. Now, the minister got asked yesterday, a lot of people say they can't afford the vaccination because that one costs money and you can pay up to $300 for the vaccine. So it's wonderful. It's available. State of the art vaccine. All the wonderful things we know about the golden age of vaccines. Adrian Dix gets asked. That's a lot of money for some people. Uh, the vaccine yeah. is tailored for people over the age of 65. So it's only for really for seniors. And Dix, uh, why do we have to pay for it? And he gave I guess he gave three answers. He says it's a new vaccine. Yes, it is. Uh, he said we are studying the effectiveness of it. Uh, yes, they are. He says there are limited supplies because there's only the one. And so I guess from that I go, well, maybe the government doesn't want to make it free because they're afraid about the take up and they won't be able to keep up with demand. Um, and he says it doesn't cover the entire range of the population that's threatened by RSV because the, the vaccine is not approved for children, even though children can get a really bad case of RSV. So it's rare, I have to say, to come across a medical issue where the New Democrats aren't willing to pay for it, especially True. on the vaccination front. But yeah, um, you can go out, you can shop around, but unless you have a good health care plan, 
that covers additional costs like vaccinations, uh, like this one, uh, yeah, you can pay up to 300 bucks for an RSV vaccine. Now, when you read stories about what happens to people who get it, uh, it's probably worth it anyway, but it's easy for me to say that because I can afford it. There's a lot of people out there who say they can't. Yeah, that is very pricey. And, and I've been you know, hearing and reading a lot about what's happening in hospitals, not just here, but in other provinces too, and they're filling up. Yeah, and other provinces are struggling with this issue as well. I hadn't realized until I heard Dick's on the subject that one of the concerns is scarcity of supply. I mean, you follow that argument through to the likely conclusion, the government is afraid to make this free. They've made the other vaccines free because they're paying for them up front, and there's lots of the vaccine. That wasn't the case at the beginning of COVID, but now it is. Uh, So on this one, instead of doing what they've done in the past, Simi, which is ration on the basis of risk, so the first group of people that qualify are immunocompromised and all that, uh, instead, what we're getting on this one is uh, you're going to have to pay for it because, uh, well, we just don't see our way clear at the moment. It, it, It isn't strictly a matter of money. It's more a matter of scarcity, and it's a new vaccine and all that. Uh, but uh, no sign yesterday from Adrian Dix that the government's going to change its mind on paying for this vaccine. So get vaccinated and uh, you're going to have to pull some money together to be able to do that. Sure sounds like it. All right. Thank you. Are they looking at it this other way for next year? Uh, they're going to review the effectiveness and uh, revisit the issue next year. Uh, I was told by the uh, wonderful guy at the pharmacy who gave me my vaccine this week. Uh, that uh, this is not only a great vaccine, it was good for two years. So he said uh, you probably won't need to get vaccinated next year. So again, you go, okay, 300 bucks for two years of coverage. Uh, I guess there probably are other things one could do with one's money. But as I say, I'm not not lording it over anybody out there who's going to have to pay for it because I recognize, as you say, Simi, that's a lot of money. It is. All right. Thank you for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Sam. That is Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.